Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have with me Jamie Elvin of Strive Mortgages. Now, Jamie has been a mortgage advisor since 2012, and in May 2022, so coming up to the year, he decided to leave the corporate world, I've been a mortgage broker, and decided to set up his own company. So I thought it'd be really good to have him on today, talk through his experience of setting up what his highs have been, what his lows have been over the last 10 months, and everything in between. But most importantly, because this is a question we're getting asked a lot at the minute, how do you generate brand new business, especially if you're starting from scratch? So without further ado, Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Chris. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thanks, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time out because we were having a chat before the podcast started and you were saying that it is mental at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, since I think it was obviously quietened off a little bit tail end of last year, um, mm. but certainly for myself at least, uh, January, sort of since the start of January, I've come out the traps and it's been it's been really, really busy. So, um, so far, so good. Good news for you. And you, you were talking about a nice problem to have it at the minute is you're thinking about maybe going into adding to the team to give you a bit more time back and we'll get into that. And they're all they're all nice problems to have. But what we're going to do to start with is talk a bit about where you've come from to get to this point. So can you give us a bit of a background of who you are, what you do, and how you've got to this point today? Of course, yeah. Uh, so I started a company called Strive Mortgages, um, which I started in May 2020, uh, sorry, 2022 last year. Yeah. Uh, and prior to that, I've been employed you know, as, as an employed mortgage advisor uh, and in the financial services for most of my career. Um, since I was 17, um, Dropped out of college after the first year, just wanted to go and earn a bit of money. Uh, and when started a, a cashier role at the Halifax. Um, and oh, I was just sort of got into it. That's it. Yeah. So just just High Street Bank down in Lewis. Uh, worked my way up through through the ranks, sort of became a personal banker, um, started opening credit cards and loans. Mm-hmm. And then really at the time, there was only sort of two paths of progression within the Halifax branch network. Um, so you could either go branch manager or mortgage advisor mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't want to be a branch manager so I thought mortgage advisor it is and um, yeah just sort of studying for it I'd always had an interest in finance but mm-hmm. yeah just became a mortgage advisor with the Halifax. Why um, did you do mortgage instead of bank why did you go that that way? At, at the time I think that the, the branch manager role was very yeah it was, it was about managing the, the branch and all the people um, and at that time, it just wasn't for me. I preferred the finances, doing the customer service side of things. Mm. I was quite good with numbers. Um, so it just seemed a logical, logical step. Um, uh, right, okay. But yeah, so, at the so, time, it was more just they were the two options and, and that was the more favourable one. But well, it's, it's funny because the, the people that we have on the podcast, it is, it's, I don't think anybody comes, well, there, there are people out there, but I don't think the majority of mortgage advisors come out of school or college and go, I want to be a mortgage advisor. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like some people we've had on in the past, they've been invited to like a recruitment drive by one of their mates just to fill up the numbers and become a mortgage advisor off the bat. can't remember who that was, but great story. But <laughs> it is, but it is such a rewarding, I've never done it. Um, but from the outside looking in, it does look like a, a really rewarding role. So 
I want to talk about that today. People that might be thinking about going out on their own or becoming a mortgage broker and showing them and how rewarding it is. So you're at the bank. How long are you at the bank for? I was there. So I started when I was 17. I was there mm-hmm. for about seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, I think, three or four years sort of doing credit cards, loans, the personal banker role, uh, and then became a mortgage advisor for the last couple of years, two, three years. Yeah. And then you went on to like a corporate company and started doing mortgage broke. Was that within an estate agency, was it? Yeah. So I went to a big corporate estate agent. Uh, and again, I was there for, uh, for, for another seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And made the jump. So um, learning, yeah, learning lots. That's it. When you were at Halifax, it was a good sort of, it was a good platform, but you had you know, maybe 10 lenders and it was sort of very, you were limited as to what you can do. So I think the next natural step for me at that point was to go into the estate agency mortgage broker world, which I did mm-hmm. that for a long time. And then obviously wanted to expand from there. Teaches you a lot, doesn't it? The When I worked in a estate agency, the mortgage broker was there to give mortgage advice, but it was almost like a sales role. And it's yeah. you had to learn how to sell yourself, didn't you? Hundred percent, and I think from anyone that I know that owns sort of mortgage companies locally, you know, a good percentage of them have come from doing that estate agency role. Because I think you know you are fighting for business, whereas I think lots of you know, you're dealing with people that don't necessarily want to speak with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, as you said, it's a bit of a sales role where yeah. if you work for you know a big online mortgage company and you're getting people coming to you and, and, and sort of passed you on a plate, sure they're still equally as good mm-hmm. mortgage brokers, but as you said, it's it's not necessarily a sales role. So I think having that sales experience on the estate agency side is, yeah, it's is, is, is definitely worth having. It's, it's interesting you say that, actually, like an online company or, or a bank, for example, the people bank, be sat yeah. in, they'll be sat in front of you and they're, they're pretty much nailed on. They want the mortgage sorting. So there's not, I don't think there'd be much rapport building you'd need. Whereas if you're in an estate agency where somebody's been sat in front of you, they don't really want to be there with all due respect um or come into a mortgage company it's that i suppose 90 percent of that appointment is all about rapport building isn't it and you need to be able to sell yourself especially if you're going to go out on your own and we're going to we'll get into that shortly as well 100 but yeah you'd find you know a lot of your business you'd be trying to win on an offer check so at the last minute when someone was offering on a property um and they might have spent two three four five months with and you know with another broker um, and you're coming at the last minute going do you want to use me and, you know, in most instances, you've probably all got the same products, you know, for most mm. brokers out there. So you're literally, as you said, it's just you're just trying to win it on personality and rapport with, you know, a fraction of the time involved and sometimes less trust from them as well. You know, they, they don't necessarily always like the estate agency mortgage broker. So, yeah, yeah if you can if you can do well in it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough crack sometimes. Set up on your own if you can do that. Because you, you know what I mean? If you can do it in the hardest part doable then you can you can generate your own leads so um you're at the estate agency i suppose the big question is why did you set up on your own in such a tough time as well yeah i think so as i said i was there for seven years um you work your way up and you start getting promoted and you get and you know you you get paid better and the longer you stay there the harder it is to walk away i was in a good Mm -hmm. office a busy office like a good team and i was earning decent money um and yeah, it is hard to, to sort of walk away from. Um, but ultimately, I thought, you know, if you don't go at some point, you're going to be there, you know, in your 40s and 50s. Um, and, and it's, you know, you need to get out while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I looked at sort of various, so I toyed with the idea for maybe two or three years and I looked at different types of self-employed. So going to work for someone else, 
you know, maybe on a self-employed basis and, and taking a cut of the commission. And mm-hmm. it never really crossed my mind to go sort of outright and set up my mm-hmm. own company. But when I was out there sort of speaking to people and looking at the different pros- sort of prospects that were available, I just thought at some point if I went to working for someone else on a self-employed basis, you know, in a couple of years' time, I'd get the bug and want to go and do it myself. So I thought I'd make the big jump. And um, I spoke to a couple of people that had been mortgage brokers that were at the previous company I was at. Uh, and one of them was actually on my training course with me um, seven years ago. And I saw he set up a year ago before me and um, he was doing really well. He was loving life. Uh, and he just said to me, the first the first bit really is, is mindset. And, you know, once you can get over that hurdle of thinking, you know, you can't do it. He mm-hmm. said everything else comes from there. So, yeah, a guy called Steve Humphreys, I think you've you spoken to. Oh, yeah. He's probably about, yeah, he's, he's probably the most instrumental guy in it, in, in sort of talking me around to, to his way of thinking. Oh, and, and, you know, Sam Mason as well, who we've had on the podcast before, yeah. And Sam as well, yeah, absolutely. So I think those two, um, you know, both spoken to a lot, of, a lot of other brokers and done a lot of research in it. So, you know, they, they saved me a lot of time in, in looking into different options as well. And which route did you take? Because I, I don't know this question. Which route did you go? DA? Did you go into network? How did you do? You go into a club? Yeah, no, so I've gone under a network. So I'm with Primus. Um, so there were some models where, for example, I could work for someone else on a self-employed basis, and you know they, they might give me leads. They might give me you know five leads a week, but they take a cut of those leads, and, and you generally get a smaller cut than if you go outright and do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just go and set up your own AR firm, you've got no leads. Um, but you haven't got obviously got to pay someone else a you know a, a piece of the piece of the pie. Um, and I just decided you know, yeah, to, to go that you know to, to go all in and, and and do it myself and and just set up with the network. Okay, or so now I really want to get into the nitty gritty of it because there will be some people out there that are in a similar position to you where they might have set up six months ago. They're thinking about setting up. What would you say is the best part about going it alone? I think it's the flexibility. So it depends what company you're in at the moment. But you know, I, I enjoyed where I was working before. But you know, it was it was a tough gig. It was it was eight thirty till six o'clock. Started off six days a week for the first couple of years of my you know the first couple of years of, of my time there. And I think it's 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 the flexibility. So as I said to you before the the podcast started, I'm 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 probably doing those hours. But yeah, you're doing more now than you did more, when you yeah. was employed. Yeah. But, you know, the idea is, is is that you get to a position where, you know, you can protect, you've got the potential to recruit and, you know, and, and, you, and you can re- reduce that workload. Um, or even if you are doing the same workload, you know, it's, it's, you know, your name's above the door and you've got a bit more pride about what you do. So I think having that autonomy and flexibility is, is massively important. And obviously the idea being that, you know, the, the, the pay in the long run is, um, is, is better, better as, Just- as well, of course. Because you you were talking beforehand before we came in here, you were saying you you've been doing seven till seven pretty much six days a week for the last what six months? November and December were different. Yeah, I think yeah. So uh, I think you know it takes time to to learn the new systems and what have you. But yeah, it's it's, it's been a good problem. I've been mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I've been doing I don't know say thirteen to twenty mortgages a month without an admin. Um, so yeah, Perfect. you know, there's, there's been highest, you know, sort of busier periods and, and less busier, but yeah, there's, there's been many a day where I've done seven till seven. So I said to you earlier, I'm getting to a point now where I need to recruit and get someone to come in and do the admin. Mm. I mean, we've had loads of people on here that talk about how to recruit good stuff like John Stones from Mortgage First. He talks about it. Matt Colson talks about the apprenticeship scheme. So if anybody is listening to this, wondering how to get good staff, there's 
plenty of episodes. So go and have a little listen to Matt Coulson's, Nicola McKenzie's, um, and John Stones. Those are the ones that spring to mind about how to get good stuff. So talked about the best part. What would you say is the hardest part of doing it? I think that will vary depending, you know, for me, it hasn't, you know, I thought it was going to be, you know, finding the business, but luckily oh. I've got some good estate agents um, on board and, and the business there is, 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 has been there really. So I think, you know, depends on where you're, you know, where you're coming from and, and, and how well you do. Um, but for me, it hasn't been finding the business. So I thought it was going to be oh, nice. you know, finding the business and, and not, not having any money for a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've, I've been really busy. I think, as anyone knows that is a mortgage broker it's you know it's a 40 50 60 hour week job in itself and you know that coupled with trying to run a business doing your social media and everything like that and wanting to build a brand is, is sort of fitting it all in at once mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it's, it's switching off as well so you know you'll be doing your mortgage job from you know from, from, from seven till seven or, or nine till five or whatever you're doing but it's it's you know after that you've still got to find the time to run your business and do all the other bits so it's, it's that time management for me that's been probably the the trickiest bit the hardest bit yeah. and it's interesting that you say it's that time so you're never going to turn away somebody phoning you going i want an appointment and no. i've been you're not going to turn around and go to them oh actually i'm sorry mr smith i can't see you. i've got to upload 10 social media posts you're never no. going to do that <laughs> so it is a great problem to have and like you say it's thinking about the business do you ever get it where you Say if your alarm's due to go off at say seven, and you wake up at six, and all you can think about is all the files that you've got to deal with today. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it, it's 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 that. It's you know you've got my notes section in my phone. I've probably got 150 pages of notes in there just for different oh, yeah. ideas, and it's it's you know no idea is a bad one, but it's just sort of trying to work out what the you know mm-hmm. what to focus your energy on and, and sort of how to divide your time. Um, but yeah, but I think from your first ten months is is business. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're building a back, but because the, the 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 business that you're doing now is two or three years down the line, renewals, isn't it? And it's them speaking to 10 people about you. So yes, I, I say social media is very important, but when you've got people knocking at your door, it's very hard to turn that business down. You've almost got to try and carve some of that time out a week or pass it on to somebody else that can do. And we'll talk about social media shortly, but time management, I think you're saying there is the hardest thing. Yeah, without doubt, yeah. yeah. So I like asking this question of people that have just set up. So you've left the you've left um, your role in as the estate agent mortgage advisor. It's your first day of Strive Mortgages. Talk us through what happened on that day and how you were feeling. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. So I've started working from home, um, which I hadn't done for years mm. either. I do work a couple of days in an estate agency, so... Firstly, you've just got the, you know, the change in, in working environment. Um, so going from a busy estate agency office to, you know, to, to sort of working on your own. Um, so that's the first bit. For me, I had referrals and that coming in. Um, but it, I think the hardest bit to sort of get your head around initially is when you're in an estate agent, you're expected to do, you know, 10, 15 mortgages a month. Mm-hmm. And in reality, whilst when you go self-employed, you, of course, still want to match those numbers because you're getting a bigger piece of the pie. You don't necessarily need to be. So it's, again, okay. trying to get your head around the fact that, of course, you want to be as busy or, or busier than you were previously, but you don't actually need to be. So whereas there, you'd literally be flat out, you know, so it, it was that initially, you know, for the first month or so, it was that that void of just thinking, what am I going to do for 10 hours a day to, to fill my time? 
obviously mm-hmm. the business then came in and that's changed a little bit but initially that was you know that was my initial reaction so you were almost sat there thinking how how am I going to generate this business and it was coming to you how did your first few leads come in then um, so I, I went on LinkedIn initially um, and I sort of reached out. So you know, in, in the time between leaving and, and you know, and the, and the void period I had there, I went out on LinkedIn and, and messaged lots of estate agents and, and a lot of them knew me um, from, from where I'd sort of, you know, sort of come up against them and, and sort of had mutual clients in the past. Um, so I got a lot of estate agency referrals. Um, mm-hmm. I started doing Instagram and, and, and Facebook posts. Um, which I which I hadn't done before, so I think it was just getting that awareness out there that although I've been a mortgage advisor for however many years, it wasn't generally the first thing I spoke about when I went out. So it was just getting that awareness and putting a few posts and things out there, and, and people didn't really realise that you were a mortgage advisor. So it was referrals, um, and you so know, you're talking like friends, things. friends and family. There, you're talking friends and family and telling them you're a mortgage broker. Yeah, so it's, it's doing posts and and you know doing a LinkedIn post and saying I've gone self-employed and and, and do it you know and, and putting content out there on on Instagram and and yeah, it was just friends of friends uh, is, is the main one uh, you know initially that I've just had um, you know yeah would, would be the main ones initially. Right, and, and that was that through LinkedIn or was that through Instagram, Facebook, or was it all? So I think. From my experience, Facebook and Instagram is better for friends of friends and, and potentially dependent on how you, you know, how you go about it. Then obviously you can expand and, 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 and get more clients, you know, sort of customers on board. I don't think from my experience that LinkedIn is the place to pick up um, customers as a mortgage broker, but you're more likely to pick up introducers on there. So I've found financial advisors and, and, and estate agents that are passing me leads off of there. So it might be different for everyone else, but that's how it's been for me. Okay, so when you started out, and, I, and I, I want you to be as honest as possible here, because I think a lot of people will resonate this, with this. So you had Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and it's your first week, or sorry, it's your first week of your void period that you're generating leads. Did you have a strategy of how to approach it? No, so I hadn't really, you know, so when, where I was employed, I hadn't had the need to do it. I hadn't really used social media. Um, you know, I, I might have put the old post up on my dinner or something but I hadn't used it in, in any idea so I spent a lot of time googling and, and you know sort of working out strategies and following other people's pages and sort of liking stuff randomly but no I, I didn't have a strategy um mm-hmm. I wasn't getting much interaction or engagement from them um so no, no plan initially no and that's what I want people to realize that especially with social media a lot of people think and you see this a lot online that some guy's got one video and it's got 50,000 views and they're like, oh my God, I need to be like that. So I'm never going to start. You can just start. Don't think that you have to have this well thought out strategy because it, it will it will change. For example, I've got a, um, a business coach and he did this whole strategy around lives and wanted was did a whole year's worth of content purely about doing Facebook lives and then did one and was like, this isn't working for the audience. So scrap the whole thing. You need to realize that with social media, you just need to start and then get feedback from the content that you put out there. And I've seen that with your content because you moved from um, like very generic content into personal stuff with your with your face on it, didn't it? You did a bit of video. Well, I want to yes. talk about the static posts because they do really well now, don't they? I've seen those. That's um, it. But before we get onto that, let's talk about video. How do you use video at the minute? Yeah, so um, 
I think that was, I think in terms of, I've seen a lot on what you do in terms of building a personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's, I think that's using personal brand is, is, is the way really to sort of break through. So I started mm-hmm. doing videos, um, doing um, sort of useful hints and tips. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when they go on reels as on, on Instagram or Facebook, the, the numbers that it attracts are so much more. I've got 16,000 views on, on one Facebook reel. Um, and it's all fairly basic stuff. It's what's an agreement to principle, how much a lender's considering using. Mm-hmm. And it's all stuff that I think, you know, is, is anyone really interested in this? Surely everyone knows you can get four and a half times to five times your income. And it's even when I'm out in the pub and people will go to me, your, your videos are so thorough and, and you, you know so much. And I was thinking, oh, I literally don't. It's all basic stuff that every mortgage advisor <laughs> But knows you do. Thing. You know so much compared to the general public. And when you take your car to a mechanic, they know so much more than you. They're like, well, it's just an oil change. Well, I didn't know that. Do you know, that's, it's your expertise in your field. Sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, 100%. Yeah. So I was going to say, certainly in terms of the viewing numbers from the reels, um, it makes a big, big difference. And, and you potentially go into the thousands or tens of thousands if it catches sort of Instagram on the right algorithm on the right day. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, posting regularly and, and doing personal branding as well as you know your, your business branding you know is, is, is massively important and that kind of content that you're putting out there what is an agreement in principle i hear people are hesitant to do it because they see so many other mortgage brokers do those videos what we can't forget is if you're a mortgage broker the majority of your audience that you follow are probably mortgage brokers as well 100%. so you're seeing that thinking it's all out there but Mary Smith, who lives down the road, she might only follow one or maybe two mortgage brokers in her whole social media feed. So she will never see all these other mortgage brokers doing it. You could be the one. And that's exactly what Jamie's saying there is he's doing very macro level. What is an AIP? How much can you borrow? Because these are the questions that people want answering. And that's, I think, personally, why they reach so many people, because it's very low level. It's very stuff that we think is normal yeah exactly that and i think if i you know i did a couple of videos on sort of detailed limited company director income and and you you sort of you widen your search area a lot more if you do it generically mm-hmm. um and i think when you've maybe got 500 to 1000 followers on instagram you want to sort of you know have the have the net as big as you can really so yeah i think having it generic and simple you know maybe targeting first time buyers for me is is that the best response where you want to do so your videos they do take a bit of time because you've got to put some time aside to record them the script what you're thinking you do a lot of your static images so the visual like like we create for people how do you find those go down with the audience i think for, for my personal ones so you know I'll, I'll literally just do hints and tips on there they get engagement i think the reels seem to get more exposure on them but i think it's probably a combination of having of having both isn't it so um, from, from my from my experience, the reels have got more. Um, mm. But yeah, I think both have been good as well. It's having that backup, isn't it? Of Because you can create that post in five minutes and share it. Whereas if you're doing a video, it does take a lot longer. But you need that mix because not everybody not everybody watches videos as well. So it's nice that you've got that balance. That's it, it yeah. You know what I mean? If you're at work, sometimes you can't listen to videos. So... When it comes to content ideas for your post, where do you get the content ideas from? Um, I think, again, as you said, you know, when, when you're a mortgage broker, um, you sort of do follow a lot of the other mortgage brokers. Um, so, you know, on my Instagram feel it will be, you know, it will be rammed full of, of, of other brokers and, and, you know, it's quite easy to take ideas off of there. 
Um, I might just Google, you know, the, the, just Google the top search mortgage questions. And, you know, and, and that's what people want to know. And that's what people are looking at. So either Google or, or just sort of taking ideas of other people um, or occasionally might have my own idea as well. Okay, awesome. Just as some people that listen to this might think, oh, where do I get the ideas from? So that's a great succinct list of exactly where you get them from and what you can do with them on social. So we've covered Facebook and Instagram. We're going to quickly touch on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I've seen your name all over LinkedIn. Do you use it? And I think you've answered this question around about way before. Do you use it for business generation or to increase your personal brand? I think a bit of both, but yeah, initially I, I you know I haven't got a plan as, as to what it, yeah, I didn't have a, a, a plan. So I was just posting out there. Um, I said, I, I haven't really had any business generation from it or any customers message me, um, but it was just getting that brand exposure out there. Mm-hmm. And initially when I first started off, I was, you know, I was just messaging hundreds of financial advisors and estate agents. Um, and yeah, obviously if they know who you are and they can see you on there every day, um, you know, they're going to have a lot more chance of, wanting to work with you so yeah brand exposure really if i pick up the old customer off of it great but yeah business sort of business exposure how effective did you find like that cold outreach of messaging people like what would you say your success rate was with that so to begin with so again i probably had a two three week uh garden period where i was leaving my current employer so i just messaged hundreds of people on on instagram Mm -hmm. and it's not that time consuming in that you know if, if you've got one message and you copy and paste it Mm-hmm. um uh, all you really need is one introducer off the back of it so i thought if i spend two hours doing this and one person responds to me then you know then, then, it, then it's an exercise worth doing uh, but i did it for, for, for a massive estate agent down here they knew me they knew of me anyway as i said but i, met, I was messaging them through linkedin and um I've, i now work with them in, in two of their offices and oh, i probably awesome. get 80 percent of my business from them so or 70 percent of my business from them so I think, yeah, that's from LinkedIn and that's effective cold calling uh, or cold messaging. So, yeah, in terms of strategy, that's probably, you know, had, had the best results. That That's a great way. I, I, I heard something similar about this. It's like, say, if you work out how many no's it took you to get to that person saying yes, say if it was 21 no's, well, as soon as you got five no's, you'd be like, right, I've only got 16 left till I get that answer. Do you know, it's a great way yeah. to look at it. Say if you spent 20 hours messaging people and you got that one estate agency lead for 80% of your business, that's massive. That yeah. is huge. So go and try and I, it. And I think you get that as well. Working in an estate agency, you, you, we, you know, in a big corporate estate agency, we were given a list of maybe 100 people to phone out. Um, and, and it's quite, it's not, it's mind numbingly boring, but, you know, we would say if you get two out of that list and you get two instructions or two mortgages out of it, mm. it's worth doing. And it's, it's free, isn't it? Sort of messaging people on LinkedIn. So, you know, as you get busier, you might not have the time to do that, but certainly when I was starting out, um, best way you know, to do the, it, the best way to do it. Yeah. And I think that's going to lead us perfectly into the strategy question, talking about how to generate new leads. But before we get into that, uh, we donate 10 pounds to a charity of your choice, Jamie. So which charity did you want us to donate to? Thank you. Um, can we do the Dogs Trust, please? The Dogs Trust, yeah. Have you got dogs yourself? I haven't, no, but no. Um, no, my parents have, but they've got, got a little um, uh, Labradoodle, but no, I haven't myself. Ah, right, okay. Right, well, yeah, we'll, make, we'll make that donation for you. Thank right, you. so we're now going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a Lovely. laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. What do you do to start generating mortgage leads? Yeah, I think we're quite lucky now in that, you know, location isn't as important as it was previously mm. and you can do that you can pick up and go everywhere um 
but yeah i think what we said you know it depends on what your budget is you know um if, you know if, if you haven't got deep pockets then you want to do all the things that don't cost you anything so social media instagram facebook linkedin and all the things that we just mentioned mm-hmm. um and and yeah just reaching out to as many people as you can on linkedin and trying to get meetings set up and going for coffees with int- potential introducers um and, and sort of yeah really working and working on your on, on your personal brand and, and sort yeah. of working the social media um i think website as well so i'd, I'd invest in your website mm-hmm. um so that people when when they do come across you they can sort of go on your landing page and, and see that you know what you're talking about and, and verify you um, and, and sort of spending time investing on your content for your website i think would be massive mm. um, and then what i did as well was really focused on reviews so when you start doing mortgages for people it's getting them leaving your five-star reviews on google or Trustpilot. Um, because I think in my view, sort of Google reviews is, is, is the. Sorry, guys, you might have listened. There was a bit of a drop out there. Um, but Jamie was talking about Google reviews and how important they are for, um, mortgage business. Yeah. So I think, yeah, exactly that massively important. So I, when I started out, I really focused uh, on, on sort of building up my reviews uh, and in the area I'm in in a short period of time I've got to top in Hove for Google reviews and I'm second wow. or third in Brighton at the moment um, and I've found since doing that the level of business I've had and the amount the phone keeps ringing um, mm-hmm. has, has increased dramatically so it's it's free advertising takes a while to do it um, mm-hmm. if you're in an area where you know people haven't invested their time in getting their reviews up then you can get there pretty quickly you know if you're in a competitive place like London or somewhere like that you know with a you might be up against cover police with hundreds or thousands of reviews. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Google um, reviews for me has been really important. At what point do you ask for the Google reviews? Is it at the beginning, at the end? Where do you ask? Uh, so I do it on, on offer stage. Um, so I when think sometimes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, if you, if you do it on completion, um, then, you know, you, you run the risk of them moving into the homes and just forgetting about you. And it's quite hard to track them down. Um, don't get me wrong. The, the job's not finished at offer stage by any means um but people are generally at their happiest and, and they're sort of happy with what you've done um so i get them on on, on mortgage offer okay and and what i was going to ask i wanted you to finish talking about google reviews when you were talking about the outreach so you're messaging people through linkedin or through instagram how do you ask the question without being really really salesy in terms of for introducers yeah or, so what what does your message look like if you want if you could share yeah. it with us. no no yes it was a while ago now but uh, it would have just been something like um i uh, see so you run an estate agency um do you currently have a mortgage broker in there um if you don't um would you be open to having a conversation about what we could do or what i could do for you uh, i think i might have put some of my stats on on there and said what i converted okay. and how much i've made for the company um and i'll, I'll be really keen just to have a you know five minute conversation with you to tell you what i can do um that's interesting to put in stats in there as well just as a bit of a bit of a proof or it could be like a link to your google reviews or something to say these these customer this is shows the kind of service that we offer at strive mortgages definitely i think if i was to do it now i would anyone i speak to so any lead i get from an estate agent um if i can't contact them i'll email them i'll have all my reviews on there mm-hmm. so that even before they've picked up the phone to you they can see who you are and read your reviews if I started messaging people on LinkedIn now, I'd definitely had the reviews on. Mm-hmm. I think when I was starting out, I just didn't have many, so I just didn't yeah. have much to send them. But but now, for sure, definitely. So we'll get try and get and, as many Google reviews as possible. And and, and, and one last thing on that. I'm sorry, Chris. I was going to say I've had two or three introducers, local estate agents, phone me 
um, and sort of said, I've been looking for a, for a mortgage advisor to pass business to, and I've seen your one of the top in your area. So I've actually got introducers at the back of it as well as appointments. Ah, which I suppose wasn't your initial point of doing the Google reviews or doing that outreach. Well, it was no. the outreach, but not the Google reviews. That's interesting. So introducers have found you off the back of Google reviews as well. Exactly that. Yeah. You know, awesome. unless you know of someone, I don't think there's a better way to, to judge what you do really other than reading the reviews. No, there's not. That is the perfect way to end the podcast. Get Google reviews to get introducers, let alone new clients, because they will bring <laughs> you business in. Awesome. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Where's the best place for people to connect with you if they had any questions or they wanted to have a chat? I think, yeah, it depends what platform you're on, but probably LinkedIn is probably easiest, or if not, um, yeah, I'm under Strive on, on Instagram. Awesome. Go and connect, have a chat with Jamie. As you can tell, lovely guy is there to have a chat with anything that you'd need help with, I'm sure. Jamie, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you. Cheers. See you, mate. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.